1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
0: Happy Red Friday. John's getting down. Oh, man. Collins Love this song. Uh 3.25 game time on Sunday. Yep. Chargers. We'll go with that. Okay, well, if you don't know either, then I don't feel bad.
1: <laughs> I knew it was a late start, and so, yeah, it's got to be a West Coast team. Uh, yeah, you, you're you're likely right. Let's check it out on uh, NFL.com Sorry. and see what we've got here. I
0: mean, catch off guard.
1: I should totally know this stuff. Uh, let's see it's, if I'm right at all. It's, it's been an interesting week, so uh, let's see what we got here. Yeah, the, yes, it is indeed the Chargers at. Uh, Los Angeles. I almost said at San Diego, which would have made me even more behind the times. Uh, so yeah, it should be a, a fantastic. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it is here. Uh, yeah, Chargers at Chiefs.
0: Okay. I can 325. Yes, was 325. I, I correct. Close? Okay, cool. All right. So put that on your calendar. I actually do now put these games on my calendar. It's funny because if I don't put it on my calendar, I'm not going to remember it because you're it, such it a just... Swifty, right? Is that well? Well, <laughs> as I totally go squirrel 90 seconds into the show. Sorry. Um, I it's just become more of a, more of an event and not, yeah. not to do a Taylor Swift at all, uh, maybe a little bit. And because I have a couple of friends that are really into it too, and that makes it more fun for them to go out. I never used to go and like, make sure I was watching the games. And because my TV is not even plugged in at home, it gets a little harder, but this season it just maybe because i understand it more maybe because i but i it it becomes a little bit more of an event every time
1: (laughs) two super bowl championships in three years didn't do it but but yeah i mean by now
0: (laughs) um i yeah i mean i I don't know it It, it happens when it happens it's all a build
1: right it all counts it's all in there and it all makes the the chiefs game something special
0: so yeah 325 versus the chargers on sunday okay we have a couple of local stories to start with here. Um, and I, I think we're asking a little bit about some details in some of these stories that I think matter.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I want to let's start with this one about the van because mm-hmm. uh, this is turning into a giant story. I mean, Channel Four, Channel Nine, everybody's all over this story. And I guess we should start with, if you're the person who stole a 2011 (laughs) gold Honda Odyssey, first of all, why? Give it back. Really, and second of all, give it back. I mean, it's a butt-ugly van anyway, and the lady who you stole it from really, really needs it. And that's kind of the hook to this story, is that um, that van was originally purchased for her via a GoFundMe campaign. It was kind of a, a community GoFundMe campaign because the, the the triplets that she gave birth to most recently were babies for her number five, six, and seven. So the community got together, raised the money for through this GoFundMe, and bought her this Honda Odyssey van. To which I'm sure she said, uh, thanks? But, I mean, it it was able to, you know, get everybody in there, all nine of them, and drive everybody around. So, uh, when she walked out the other morning and saw that it was stolen... It was really kind of heartbreaking, and, you know, she was, as anybody would be who has seven kids, kind of back up against the wall anyway, and all of a sudden their transportation is gone. She said that they, they've been able to kind of, you know, borrow cars from family here and there and get around, but that can't last forever. So she's, and I I, I hate to, I mean, you almost want to laugh at this, but not at her, But she's asking, she's kind of relying on the kindness of the people that stole the van to bring it back. And you want to tell her, okay, that's very sweet, but you're talking to car thieves. Um, I'm not sure they have a conscience. And yet, I will give her all the credit in the world because she's saying, I don't want another GoFundMe. I don't want to, to rely on charity. I just want my van back. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a heartbreaking story because... I, I mean, somebody's going to step up and try to make this right for this woman. But it really needs to be the people that stole the van. Um, my hope in this, and I don't know, I mean, in terms of the most stolen cars, usually it's for whatever they can get for parts. Okay. I know there's a lot of Honda Odysseys out there on the street, but I don't know if that's something that that ends up in a chop shop a whole lot. So uh-huh. my hope here is that it was just somebody joyriding and that they're going to find it somewhere.
0: So there is ring doorbell video from a neighbor. Uh, that shows people get out of a vehicle and start to look at cars parked on the lot. This happens all the time, you know, they just go up to parking lots for apartment buildings and that that kind of thing and pull on door handles and just see what they can get into. That happened to my, when I had a vehicle that didn't just automatically lock when I walked away, I accidentally left it unlocked, that happened here. Uh, They said after going through the inside of one car, a person with a flashlight starts going car to car and eventually they get to this van There's some details missing this. I don't know if you've seen other versions of this that fill in the blanks, but I'm on the Fox 4 version that says, eventually they land on this van the engine starts and the thieves take off because that's all you see in the video. Right.
1: And, and so we don't know where the keys in it. I mean, somebody right. on the text line just said she probably should have taken the keys out. We don't know that the keys were in it. And uh, to, to answer your question, I've read a couple of different versions of this and none of them alluded to how they got the thing going, whether they hotwired it or uh, whether the keys were we, that part. We don't know.
0: Um, How hard is it to hotwire? Is that? I feel like that's something we only see on TV. On um, Well,
1: on that, uh, Hondas are generally pretty sturdy. The problem is it's a 2011. It's a 12-year-old car. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, <laughs> the, the anti-theft mechanisms have gotten better and better and better, especially over the last decade. So I can't speak to that one directly. It's a lot harder than it used to be. But even in 2011, it probably wasn't the hardest thing in the world if you knew what you were doing to crack open a steering column and be able to hotwire a car.
0: So I don't know why this is the van you steal, Um, but one of the details that you grabbed onto was about what was in it.
1: Yeah, because she made an illusion. This is in the Fox 4 version of it. I didn't see it in the Channel 9 version, but it was in the Fox 4 version where she said that inside the car, obviously, as you might imagine, with that many kids, there's all kinds of things that are related to kids, including baby seats, which, by the way, are not cheap. And there's a lot of them in there. And then she said... And a reserve of cash.
0: And it actually says emergency stash of yeah. cash, which is a good... I'm glad they use that word because that's that's very clear. Emergency tells us a lot. And I thought
1: two things about that. My first thought about that was, why are you keeping cash in your car? And we can come back to that. But the other thing was... If if I were to do that, if I were to keep you know, a couple of hundred bucks or whatever it is stashed in my car, which, by the way, I do not. Don't break into my car looking for money. There's nothing in there. You'll be very disappointed. Uh, but, but if I were to do that, I would hide it. You know what I mean? It's, I'm not going to mm-hmm. leave it out in the open. I would put it somewhere, you know, my dad's old hiding spot was under the cover on the steering wheel that goes, you know, over the over the airbag. Because a okay. lot of those, you can pull them off, and there's just a little hidey hole in there. Now, the problem with that is if the airbag goes off, it's going to spray money all over everywhere. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, there, there are little, you know, places where you can hide. Ask cops. They know because people try to hide drugs. So I thought, okay, if it was hidden in the car... But do we really need to put that in the story and alert the thieves that took the car that there's
0: money in there somewhere if they haven't found it? Yeah. That's interesting. Um because you're right, I I only see that I've got two ver- the Fox 4 version and the Channel 9 version in front of me. Same here. Um I'm actually curious to know because I'm sure f- I'm sure Channel 5 and 41 did versions of this. And maybe during the break we can check and see if anybody else had that detail. Sure.
1: And and look um, and see if it, that's in there. But it, it just, I thought, boy, I, I understand. I mean, all the things that are out in the open, yes. And if it was money that was just stuffed inside, like in the center console, if it was just in there, well, right. then, yeah, it doesn't matter. They're probably going to find it anyway because they'll rifle through the car and find if there's anything valuable in there. But if it's in any way hidden where it wouldn't be obvious to somebody who was just rifling through it to see what they could find, maybe that's a detail we leave out.
0: Um, It also raises the question, do you keep emergency stash of cash in your vehicle somewhere.
1: Yeah, I wonder how many people do, do you, you don't keep money in your car, do you?
0: I don't. I keep nothing in my I, I my don't. car's in an area too much where there's too much foot traffic. So no I keep and, and, I think there's a thing of paper towels in the back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all you're gonna get.
1: Yeah you know, worth maybe three bucks. Uh, yeah and, and that's the whole point is that and I know you I mean you don't carry cash. Yeah you, no. like you're cashless as much as possible. I still am a little bit old school. Sometimes I mean, sometimes I'll carry a 20 or two in my wallet, you know, and I don't even know why I almost never use it. In fact, the cash that's in my wallet has been there for a long time. But sometimes, um, yeah, I mean, you do cash deals on Facebook and things like that, but that's usually cash that I'll stop and get on the way there. And, And I couldn't imagine. I mean, if I had an emergency stash of cash, the last place I would keep it is in my car.
0: So here's what I wonder about her is we don't know where she lives, right? I hope that's not in the store. Yeah, I, I just see apartment complex, but well, I don't see
1: they they said that it's it's near this um the school district headquarters. Uh and I'm trying to remember, is Francis, Oh wow. It's in it's in the Fox Four story where they said uh it was near a particular building. Hickman Mills. Oh,
0: near the Hickman Mills School District the, Office. Yeah, okay.
1: near the near the district office. So that's about as close as it gets. But there's a lot, I mean, that's a residential area. There's a lot of houses and apartments around there.
0: Well what I wonder is if you live in an area where you feel like um if you have to make the choice between what's more likely to be broken into where your home or your car and you think your co- you think your home is more likely to be broken into and yeah. you feel like your car is a safer place to keep it I could understand that. Sure, and you know I'm not
1: b- blaming her. I'm not picking on her. I just I don't know why somebody would do that. See, somebody on the text line said maybe it's emergency gas money. Yeah, I keep that in my wallet. <laughs> you, you know, it's you you can carry that with you. I always feel safer if I have cash. It's either very well hidden in my house, or it's on me, mm-hmm. because at least then I know I can keep track of it. Now, yes, I could get robbed, but uh, yeah, I, I, I that's that's a chance I will take having it out of my sight makes me extremely nervous.
0: The other thing I'm curious about in terms of what you keep in your car and I'm, this is not this does not apply to her but this is what occurred to me is does anybody else keep a house key in their car or a spare car key like that's what we, way back when we were taught to put in a little magnetic thing to put in your your wheel well. Sure. But what about a house key? I know people that do that, and, we've and that's also,
1: dangerous too. Yeah, well, and we've also talked about garage door openers. Mm-hmm. Oh, and how yeah. That can be, because how many people, if you figure, well, the garage door locks when it closes, mm-hmm. so the door between the garage
0: and the house, I don't need to lock that. Most people don't. No, I don't. Yeah. Um, 913-586-7798. That's the part of this, and, and so far, and Colin, and I looked too, and I didn't see it either. Um, we only see versions of this from Channel 9 and Fox 4, I didn't see the other two um, out there anywhere, in terms of naming what was in this vehicle, but do you keep anything valuable in your car? and are you hiding it well? And what's the reason? <laughs>
1: yeah, what's in there? I mean, we've gotten a couple of people already. Somebody texted in and said, "Owner's manual, proof of insurance, and a stockpile of napkins." That's
0: <laughs> we all had that stockpile.
1: Yeah, and and that's I have napkins and spare straws in case they forget to give me one at the drive-through. You know, that's uh, that's really about it. But what else? Yeah, is there is there anything of value that you feel safe keeping in your car? And I guess maybe it's just that I've had cars broken into often enough mm-hmm. that I, I won't even do like expensive aftermarket stereos and things like that. No, not anymore. Uh, had one stolen once that was good enough for me. I'll take the cheap stereo.
0: I hate to add this to the conversation, but I will. If you keep a gun or a weapon oh, in your car,
1: please don't do that.
0: I mean, we have so many stolen guns right now. Yeah. I mean, we have for a while, but it's a it's a serious problem here. If you have a gun in your car, what do you do with it? And
1: yeah, it, it, I mean, most things that I think we do like that, we do because that that's what dad said to do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Even the $20 right. I keep in my wallet, dad said, don't go around without any cash in your wallet. So I don't. Do I need it? Nah, probably not as much as I used to. But uh, yeah, th- that same thing exists. And if your parents told you, always keep a secret stash of money in your car because you never know when you're going to you know, run into some kind of an emergency and that way you won't spend it. Is that a thing? Is that a thing that you do? Because it's always been that way. You were just always taught, you know, keep it under the under the carpet or in some kind of secret hidey hole in the car, <laughs> but always have some cash in there with you. If that's you, yeah, I, I'd just be curious how many people actually do that.
0: 913-586-7798. We're getting some texts on this too. We'll take a break, get to your comments on this next on KMBZ. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Uh, your comments about and we're getting comments on the text line here. Um about the story about this van that was stolen. And it's just the worst the worst version of this is how this went. It's a mother of 7 including triplets that it was a GoFundMe that got the van in the first place because she needed it and the community came together. And why wow, does she need it? And she needs a van. Yeah. I mean that's and thieves stole it.
1: It's just, yeah, and and we were talking about the fact that uh, at least in the Fox Four version of the story, they made reference to some cash that she had in the van. To their credit, they didn't say how much, right? And and I mean, who knows? It could be twenty bucks, you know, in case she runs low on gas or something like that. So it may not be very much because somebody just said uh, on the text line, "I like to have cash on me because I like to tip with cash." Somebody else made reference to the same thing and said, "I keep a stash of dollar bills for the baristas," but. If that gets stolen, I'm not going to cry over it because it's not very much money. But if she had a few hundred dollars in there for, you know, let's say your car breaks down and you need to get towed and you don't have AAA. That's the kind of thing that you might need that kind of cash for. I hope for her sake that it wasn't that much.
0: Yeah. A couple couple of you have said um, in theorizing here, like maybe she's afraid of someone. That could be. And that's the emergency money to get away. I mean, that's going dark, but yeah, if you feel like you have to hide that money from a person that would take it, I get it.
1: Or like you said, I mean, if you have... If you don't feel like your home is safe, like your apartment is safe,
0: or right. even if you have a bunch of people that
1: come and go. I mean, when I was uh, a lot younger, when I was 18, and I lived in an apartment with my sister for a little while, and we had friends coming and going all the time, and, and you know, things happen. Uh, you think you know somebody, and then all of a sudden you find out they ripped you off. Right. That that can go on. So, um, I don't know. I would I would still feel, though— better off hiding something like that inside the apartment than I would hiding it inside a car. Cars go missing. Apartments rarely do.
0: Yeah. So they're looking for it. Um, let's actually give out the information. Do you do you have the story still in front of you yeah, about the a, van a, and the license plate it, number?
1: Uh, I don't have the license plate number. I, I can probably find it. But yeah, it's a 2011 gold-colored Honda Odyssey. I don't know if uh, I don't remember seeing the license plate in it either was, story. It was, was it there? I thought it was
0: in the Fox 4 version. Let me find uh, it again yeah, real let me, fast.
1: I'll, I'll pull it up as well and see if I can just scan over it real quick and Let's find race. it. But, um, yeah, 20... Uh, it's at the very end. T- oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, 2011 gold-colored Honda Odyssey. It's CX6U1C. CX6-U1C. That's the license number.
0: So this is KCPD. So if you know of anything hopefully they find the van intact and not damaged and not missing parts.
1: Right, not gutted or or smashed into a fire hydrant or something like that. And like I said, I mean, my, my hope with this is that it was just somebody joyriding and that they pulled over and left it, especially now that there's been some publicity on this story. And, yeah. that, you know, we're talking about it. Channel 4 had it, Channel 9 had it, that they have thought better of it and thought, you know what, the, uh, a 2011 Honda Odyssey is not worth this kind of hassle. Let's just leave it.
0: Yeah, okay, um, we'll just set this up here for a second and then keep going with the story after uh, the bottom of the hour here. Again, I, this might be a case of me being nitpicky about the way things are worded in a story. And if I'm if I'm wrong, that's okay, because I still want to talk about it. Um, but I want to talk about this death of this one-year-old girl in mm-hmm. Leavenworth. Yeah. Um. Bec- in, in part because of what happened, I think it's important to talk about, but also because of the fact that the suspect in this case, alleged suspect, whatever, got away, and and one version of the story says it he got away before paramedics got there. He got away, and just, I'm that's bugging me. And just walked away, right?
1: Even though yeah. they they seem to have reason to believe that, that he may be involved in this, and I mean the investigation is going on. Uh, but anytime you have the death of a one year old, it's going to be suspicious unless that one year old had some kind of you know pre existing condition but it, that doesn't seem to be the case here. So how do you let somebody, especially somebody who was there at the time, just walk away from the scene?
0: Yeah, so if you miss this, uh, this was Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Mom gets home, back to her home after work at about 2 p.m. Her boyfriend, whom she now calls her ex, was already there and she thought her child had been sleeping. So he tells her, go check on her because he said she was sick. And mom says, it had been almost four hours. She's sleeping a little long. That doesn't make sense what's going on. By the time mom got to see her baby, it was apparent she had been badly injured. And it's a classic, it's a classic excuse. He says, your son dropped her out of her crib. Yeah. Mom says, my son is four. There's no way that he could have gotten in there, gotten her out and dropped her. So mom calls 911. And versions of this say she calls 911 and police and paramedics arrive. It, it ends horribly. She watched the child getting CPR for a while. They eventually take the one-year-old to a hospital and she was pronounced dead there. That's how we get to the boyfriend getting out of this house. We'll talk more about this coming up. 913 We'll be back here in just a couple of minutes on KMBZ. Call
2: from mom, answer it
0: Back here with you on a Friday morning. Uh, We're talking about the story out of Leavenworth. Uh, This is a, I hate to call it classic, but this is the story that we hear happen a lot where you have a one-year-old child at home and there was a four-year-old that was uh, in this home also. Mom had been gone for a while, boyfriend had been there. She gets home and says, my baby's been sleeping for a long time. She's been sick, that doesn't make sense. Go check on her. And What they find is that the child has some pretty serious injuries. Boyfriend blames it on the four-year-old took the kid out of the crib and dropped her. Mom says there's no way that's true. Four-year-old is not strong enough to be able to do that. She calls paramedics, paramedics arrive, and the the one-year-old baby dies. The line in the story that I'm hung up on is that, and it's in the Fox 4 version of it, is that he was able to get away, and it says before paramedics got there, I'm going to assume that also means before police got there
1: seems like it. Yeah,
0: but he was able to get away and I don't know, um, maybe I'm picking on it. Maybe I'm getting too far into the weeds on the wording, but how was he able to get away? Now, maybe he just took off before, maybe there was nothing that could be done, but it's if, if he is the suspect or a suspect, or they just should have a little conversation with him, it's bugging me that he got away.
1: Yeah, and leaving the scene is a really stupid thing to do if you didn't do anything wrong. I mean, we don't know that he did. He's certainly not making it look real good for himself, but we don't know that he did anything wrong. The other thing is, if you see two kids and you see the four-year-old child drop the one-year-old out of the crib and you see that the one-year-old is injured, what do you do?
0: call police or call call nine one one exactly
1: knew, yeah so uh putting the child back to bed for several hours come on uh, nobody's that dumb so like i said he's certainly making himself look guilty in every possible way but uh it, it does seem it's more than a little disconcerting that not only did he just waltz away from the scene but that he hasn't been caught yet
0: and they obviously know who he is they sure. would know what he's driving we don't know if he left on foot or in a car um, you're right, that points to guilt more in the fact, at the very least, it points to what's that charge? I mean, that is that in not calling 911 because like you knew a, the child was injured? Child
1: neglect or child endangerment, something along those lines, yeah.
0: Yeah, at the very least, it is that. Um, and I don't know, my initial thought was, well, are police not always called in a case like this? And they were, I had misread the story, but is there any way when you call 911 that you can indicate to them in addition to sending emergency services and in addition to se- sending police, the guy I think did it is here. I, do they hurry? Do Boy. they not turn lights and sirens on? Do they, so that he doesn't run? Is there a way to make that call so that he doesn't know you're calling 911? Yeah. Now this is her child. She is frantic, of I course. assume. So you don't, you're not, it's fight or flight. You're not thinking about the fact that the guy that you think did it is gonna run away. I'm just, I. I'm looking for a way to not have had this happen.
1: I think that also depends on whether he can hear you. Right. Because if he can hear you and you say, and by the way, the guy that was here watching her is right here. Then that gives him even more incentive to split before they get there. But I mean, it's going to be tricky now because, um, yeah, well maybe not because I was going to think I was thinking, okay, the fact that he's not there anymore, um, is is there any evidence that could be compromised by the fact that he left and presumably did things like take a shower and change clothes and all of the other things that you would normally do, I guess, if you were trying to get away from something like that, if indeed he was responsible for this?
0: So I totally misread the line in the story, which makes it worse. Um, I She said her boyfriend left after paramedics arrived, not before.
1: Yeah, I don't, uh, if the How? Co- if the cops aren't there yet, I mean, the, the paramedics mm-hmm. are going to be focused on keeping that yeah. child alive. Um, and I don't know that there's anything they can or would do to try to keep him there anyway. They're, right. they're not the investigators. They, right. their, their concern is not who did this. Their concern is what do we do to make sure that this child doesn't die? And I'm sure they did all they could, but in this case, there, there probably wasn't anything they could do.
0: They also don't have the authority to tell him to stay there. Sure. I mean, they, they have no law enforcement authority I mean, whatsoever they, they to tell, tell him tell not him. to leave.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. They can say yeah. the words, but they don't really hold any weight.
0: So no one's been arrested. It's just a horrible, if we end up finding out that this is exactly what it sounds like, it's just, um, just a horrible way for this to go. Yeah. So. Okay, um, moving on to the story that I saw out of yourtango.com this morning. There are a couple of these like this today that we'll, we'll get to the other one coming up a little bit later on. Um, but the headline on this is, A man's choice to call child protective services about concerns that he had for his children has sparked debate online.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a little bit of issue with this right away. I don't think the clothes had anything to do with it. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, that that may very well have been the okay. excuse but, uh, yeah, this came out of the AITA column, as we've talked about so many times before. And here's what, here's how the post began. He said uh, being he married his ex-wife at the age of 18. They remain married for 15 years, have two kids together. He said, my kids are everything to me, and even after our divorce, we make sure to be present in their lives. Um, and, and then went on to talk about the fact that when he, I guess he went to pick them up, And saw that they were wearing old clothes that were in bad condition. uh, And just, you know, so he decided to talk to his daughter about it. And she said that the mother said they couldn't buy any new clothes because she was saving up. Okay, so he called Child Protective Services on here. What this sounds like to me is that he's been looking for an excuse to call CPS on her because he's mad at her.
0: Yeah, there is a bit of, he, he pays a decent amount in child support, he says. And it sounds like, initially I thought, you know, their custody situation is, is okay. It's not perfectly 50-50. She gets the kids four days a week, he gets them three days a week, and mm-hmm. he also gets to see them whenever the kids want to see him. You know, they. it sounds like they're pretty flexible. The ex-wife and he live pretty close to each other, so he can just kind of pop over there and say hi. Yeah, I wondered if this was if he's mad at her for some other reason and and this is why he called child protective services. Now on the other hand,
1: <laughs> and I know I know my wife's probably listening to this going, you know, to like wanting to to grab the radio and throw it. But um we went through something like this where uh my son, my youngest, uh Cameron, when he was we we got divorced when he was about uh, my wife and I and my first wife and I got divorced when uh he was about 14 and he lived with her all through high school and i paid child support in fact i paid mm. child support before it was mandated you know i was just like yeah here i know what they're going to charge me so just take this and then once the mandate comes down i'll just keep paying it so i wanted to make sure that that he was all right and every time he would come over and stay with us it was well you know i could really use some new shoes or i could really use you know a couple of new shirts or whatever and my thought was, that's kind of what I'm paying child support for. Right. We didn't want to deny him. Right. And, and my ex's excuse was, well, I'm putting that money away for his college fund. I don't like that. That Well, yeah, you'll like it even yeah. less when you find out she never paid anything for
0: it. I, I'm not shocked at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. Based on how the story is going. So,
1: yeah, I mean, she just kept the money. And, uh, you know, there was always that excuse. But he ended up paying his own way through college. So... I know that kind of thing happens and it's galling, but there was really nothing we could do about it. And so, I mean, the idea of calling CPS over it, no, I'll just buy the kid a couple of shirts and a pair of shoes. It's not that big a deal.
0: Yeah, I get that we're struggling with, um, (laughs) and maybe we should have saved that part of the story for later, but I understand that people are mad about her saving up the child support. And 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 we don't even know what she was saving it for. Yeah, I get I get the anger about that, but I want to come back to just for a second of he sees them in old clothes that are just not per you know not great, and so his response to that is to call child protective services. That's a pretty dramatic leap <laughs> to take, and it also, um, I mean, that's now she's in the system. I mean, now mom is in the system, and they go and check. I mean, this is a, that's a pretty serious, serious step to take.
1: Definitely. I mean, especially for those of us who walked around in ripped jeans and old right. T-shirts for our entire childhood. Right. So, yeah, that, that's not abuse. Uh, old clothes are just fine. Let's go to Ashley and Emporia and see what she's got to add in. Hi, Ashley.
2: Hey, guys. I wonder if there's not a motion to modify getting ready to come down the pipe.
1: Seems like it, uh, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah yeah so he's trying to build a case against her but this completely sounds like vengeance when i trade out my boys with my ex-husband i don't send them in their good clothes i send them in rattier clothes so that they can uh because i don't know that i'll get them back quite uh,
1: frankly yeah that's okay. a good point uh right
2: yeah and the kid you know Maybe that's what the kid's telling the mom and we don't know. I mean, I saw that or I missed part of the story because I was on the phone with Colin um, about her keeping some money. But we don't know that she's not putting that money back in an account for the kids. Right. You know. I told J.J., uh, my 17-year-old, that whenever he gets out of high school, as long as he's in college, he doesn't have to pay anything. But if he does pay anything, hopefully he's not listening today. He's in school (laughs) doing what he's supposed to. But but if he's not in school, he's got to pay us $50 a week. And my husband and I have already talked about we're going to put that away so that when he does decide to move out, he's got a nest egg.
1: Yeah. And and that makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah. If if, as long as I mean, that that's the kind of thing that I guess you should at least, like you said, discuss it with Mm -hmm. with the other parent. You know, don't just do it and and then not tell anybody because then the questions are going to come up. But as long as it's done that way and everybody's agreed on it, then it's not going to be a big deal.
2: Yeah, and we don't know what kind of relationship they had beforehand, but people, uh, I'm still in situations where my ex-husband tries to control me a lot, Yeah. and if this is a control or even an emotionally abusive situation, then I could totally see this happening, and I think it's vengeance. I've had it done to me. It's not cool. Don't do it. It's just wrong on all levels.
1: You got it. Ashley, thanks. And and the one thing that it does too that you're never supposed to do is it puts the kids in the middle. And that's... Yes. J- it just... D- don't. Um, now... There is a way to expand this a little bit because a texter texted in, and this is the same argument that my my wife was making to me while we were going through all of this, is that when you pay child support, it's not for the other parent. It's for the kid. It, all that money is supposed to go to feeding, clothing, supporting the child. Here's the problem, though. That even as uh I was living in Illinois at the time and Illinois mandates it. I mean they take it out of your check. You never see it. So the idea right. of being a deadbeat dad, first of all, I never would have anyway, but second of all, you can't. <laughs> the money's already gone. Mm-hmm. And and so there are mandates on that side of it, but there are no mandates on how the money is spent.
0: That is a very interesting question. Should You're there right. Be? That just kind of offshoots from this but doesn't yeah,
1: you're you're supposed to spend it all on the kids, but how are they going to know? How would they audit that and find out? Oh, no, no, no! You only spent sixty percent of the money on the kids, or ten percent, and kept the rest of it for yourself. If you do that, you're not violating the law.
0: I also think um, I'm 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 running through my head everything you know that the money could be spent on, unless she is spending it on clothes for herself, I mean, jewelry for herself. I think she could easily argue in a lot of ways that a lot of the things that she's saving that money up for are for the kids. Anything for the house benefits the kids. Sure. New car benefits the kids. I mean, I think that's, that's pretty, um, that's a pretty big net and to cast. It, right.
1: And unless you're buying groceries and then not feeding the kids at all, right? <laughs> you know, any money that you spend on groceries, you can say, well, that's what the kids eat here. They eat here, you know, 75% of the time or whatever.
0: That's a fascinating question. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Should there be restrictions on how the child support is spent? And how would you enforce that? The only
1: way that I was thinking that you would be able to do it is if instead of the child support money coming in cash, if
0: mm-hmm. you
1: did something that was akin to WIC checks or mm-hmm. a food stamps or something else like that, because then they can restrict what you can spend the money on. Like you said, you wouldn't be able to take that and spend it on jewelry.
0: Um, refresh me. It's on like a debit card. Is that what it is?
1: Yeah, it is now. Uh, it okay. used to, it used to be actual booklets, and I think WIC may still be. WIC is Women, Infants, and Children. It's a federal program, and and their what they do is it's for food mostly, and I think it may be food entirely, but they're very restrictive on what you can buy. Like, um, you can't go buy Pop-Tarts with it. It's got to be, okay. you know, even if you buy cereal, it's got to be cereal that has lower than a certain sugar content. I mean, it's you know milk, cheese. It's all the, the staples, the essentials.
0: And they know what you have purchased because when you scan that card, it doesn't just take the amount. It also shows what you bought.
1: Exactly. And okay, they and it. It, and it won't even work. If uh, somebody who's on WIC, let us know, is it, is it done by debit card now or do they still use the WIC checks? Because I, I remember spending those at one point a long time ago. Uh, and yeah, they, I mean, at the counter, if you tried to buy something that wasn't on the list, it simply wouldn't let you.
0: Boy, some interesting questions are coming in. We got to get to a break. We'll get into more of this coming up next here on KMBZ. So conversation started out of a question that was asked of AITA on Reddit uh, about a dad. uh, He and his his now ex-wife, divorced, obviously. They have a couple of kids that he seems to see quite a bit. One of the times that they came over, he noticed they were in kind of old clothes and went through their bag and and saw pretty old clothes there too. And the kid said, yeah, mom is saving up your child support for something. And when asked about it, because he asked her about it, Mom wouldn't say or didn't say or we don't know what she was saving up for. In response to that, dad called Child Protective Services. I'm so annoyed that we don't know the outcome of that. It's not in the story to know how that ended. (laughs) Uh, But John brought up a really good question about do, should we have limitations on how child support is spent?
1: Yeah, and a lot of you who are texting in, I mean, we got one just a couple of minutes ago that said, no way, child support is, is used to support the child now, not for future use. I get child support for my two kids, and I use it for them now. Good for you, and you I, I agree with you. I think you're absolutely right about that. That's what it's there for is those kids have a need that's no longer being filled by the parent who's outside the house, financially anyway. So that's what child support is there for. It's, it's to keep them up to the standard that they were used to living before the divorce happened. So the problem is, as we were just kind of outlining, there's no way to audit that. There's no way to restrict that, at least not yet. There are ways to do it. We just don't. We hand over money to whoever the parent is because it's not always mom who's getting the child support, and then it's up to them how they want to spend it.
0: Um, so you could restrict the saving of the money for the future by saying it has to go into a special account, like a special checking account or whatever. And there can never be more than three months balance of child support in that account. Yep. That would be easy to see and easy to monitor, you know, if you pay $500 a month. There can never be more than 1500 in that account. Now, and if- hopefully she doesn't just, or he <laughs> transfer it into another account because
1: <laughs> they would see that right just like, yeah. well, gee every month a thousand dollars goes from this account into your your own personal account what's that all about right yeah uh it, it's tricky but uh you know, a couple of you as we were talking about WIC and uh food stamps and things like that have said that at least in kansas WIC is still checks so that would be an easy way to do it and even if you do it on the card you can restrict what those cards are used to buy that you could say, okay, it's got to be food and, you know, good food, um, groceries, not, you know, going out and buying chicken sandwiches with it or whatever. And and it has to be, uh, or it has to be clothing or, I mean, even things like bicycles, you know, kids' toys, mm-hmm. things like that, because that's all part of a well-rounded childhood. But, but I think that, yeah, there should be some kind of restriction. If we're going to force the payments then there should be some restriction on how that money gets used.
0: And what you hope in, happens in most cases, or many cases, is that if it's a bigger expense, like a bicycle or kids turning 16, should we get them a car, that kind of stuff, Yeah. hopefully the parents just talk about that and say, how are we going to work on this? My parents, when they got divorced, there wasn't a lot in there about me because I was a little bit older, but one of the things they had to agree on was like medical bills. Uh, all that stuff was in their their agreement, so that we knew how that stuff was going to be paid for.
1: Yeah, there's also a case to be made. I mean, for him to say, "Well, you know, their clothes were old. Okay, big deal. Lots of people have right. old clothes." But the, if if the kids are shabby looking, and it, it's obvious that there's some kind of neglect going on, mm-hmm. then I can see calling child protective services. But but I think you're right. I think that long before it gets to that point, you sit down and have a conversation and say, "Look." Every time the kids come over, they're wearing stuff out of a secondhand store that looks ratty and I'm paying you fifteen hundred bucks a month in child support. What's going on here that they don't have decent looking clothes? And and try to talk that out first. Then if you don't get any
0: satisfaction, then you have that in your back pocket. Call the court first. Yeah. I mean, before call a lawyer first. I mean, if that's an issue, that's an issue of your custody agreement and an issue of your your child support arrangement. Don't call CPS, call a lawyer or, or try to get a court date. And threaten with that maybe. Yep. And maybe that gets the gets the wheels turning a little bit.
1: Because sometimes that ends up in uh adjustments to as as Ashley kind of intimated a little while ago, in adjustments to the child support agreement. If you find out that she's just taking ninety percent of the child support or he and sticking mm-hmm. it in an account for themselves, yeah, you go back to the judge and say, Yeah, Your Honor, apparently she doesn't need the child support for
0: the kids because she's not spending it on them. Right. Yeah, there were better ways to do this than to get the state involved, but nonetheless. All right, we'll take a break here. Coming up, a story out of the BBC Brits apparently hate famous sports wives. Do we have an equivalent of it here? We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ.